I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, December 15th. A Braintree woman whose SUV was hit by an MBTA commuter rail train last night described her panicked moments just before the impact. The woman, who asked not to be identified, said she was driving home past the railroad crossing on John Mahar Highway in Braintree when her Mercedes became caught between the tracks and the gate, which came down behind her vehicle. Luckily, the Boston-bound train on the Kingston line only clipped her SUV. Passengers who were aboard the train said they didn't feel a thing. The driver felt lucky. Despite the damage, the woman was able to drive her SUV the rest of the way home. Authorities are seeking criminal complaints against suspects shown on video attempting dangerous stunts while riding on top of a red line train. Transit police say the incident, which has recently been circulating on social media, is believed to be several months old. The footage shows two suspects riding on top of an inbound red line train between North Quincy Station and JFK Station. The duo then jump from the top of the train into the Neponset River below. Officials say they're actively investigating the incident. Anybody with information about the incident is asked to contact MBTA police. Construction on a new apartment complex that would also include a Trader Joe's market in Quincy Center could begin before next summer. Atlantic Development of Hingham says they hope to break ground on the new project at the site of the former Ross parking garage early next year. The city acquired the IHOP restaurant property by Eminent Domain recently for $9.45 million and is considering selling it to Atlantic Development for $7.3 million. Atlantic would build three six-story apartment complexes with 325 units and ground-level retail space that would include the Trader Joe's, a restaurant, and a bank. An 800-space city-owned parking garage would also be built at that site to provide parking for the new residents and the public. The city would pay for the garage, which could cost up to $50 million. There would also be surface-level parking. The developer hopes the development could be completed by late 2025 or early 2026. City Council will review the plan this coming Monday night. Also this Monday night, the City Council will consider a plan that would make it easier for developers to create more multifamily housing around the Quincy Adams and North Quincy T stations. The new overlay district is being required by state law in an effort to add more housing for people using public transportation. The district must include 50 acres where at least 15 units of multifamily housing per acre can be built. Residential areas have been taken out of the proposed district. The maximum height of any new buildings in the new district would be eight stories, and they would have to be on at least 10,000 square foot lots with 10-foot setbacks. Any new developments would be subject to all the city approvals. The district must be in place by the end of the year to comply with the state law. A judge ruling yesterday on the retrial of a man accused of killing a Weymouth police officer and a 77-year-old woman, denying a request from the defense team to delay the trial. Emmanuel Lopes is facing charges in connection with the 2018 deaths of Sergeant Michael Chesna and Weymouth resident Vera Adams. A matter of months after Lopes' first trial ended without a verdict, 
There was relief in the courtroom in Dedham yesterday as the judge announced her decision. The state says that Lopes, who was 20 in 2018, hit Michael Chesna over the head with a rock before taking his gun and shooting him multiple times in the head and chest. Prosecutors say Lopes also murdered Adams, who was sitting on a nearby porch. Lopes went on trial earlier this year with his defense arguing he's insane. Jurors began deliberations on June 28th but could not come up with a verdict, leading the judge to declare a mistrial. Now eyeing a new trial, Lopes' lawyer this week argued for at least a six-month delay to give him time to search for another expert after a forensic psychologist became unable to testify due to a health concern. Where Lopes' team detailed its argument, the state argued there should be no further delay. Lopes' new trial is set to begin on January 8th. Brian Walsh, the Cohasset man accused of killing his wife Anna on New Year's Day, received a new lawyer at a hearing yesterday. Walsh was charged with murder over the death of his wife, whose disappearance he reported to authorities several days later, saying she had left home early on January 1st and he hadn't heard from her since. The case set off a massive search around the Boston area to find her alive and then for evidence of her death. Walsh's private attorney, Tracy Miner, filed a motion to withdraw from the case. Miner, a partner at a Boston white-collar defense law firm, didn't say in the hearing why she was withdrawing, but the judge said she understood that Walsh is now indigent, meaning he can't pay for a private lawyer. The judge approved a court-appointed lawyer. A court official said that Walsh had requested to meet with the lawyer ahead of the hearing, but that that was not logistically possible. With hundreds of pages of testimony and evidence for the new defense to catch up on, the two sides agreed on March 4th as the next court date in that case. Loud bursts of joy erupted in a packed room of marijuana business owners as commissioners voted in favor of approving changes to the cannabis delivery process yesterday. The Cannabis Control Commission voted 3-1 to one to rewrite delivery regulations and only require one employee to make cannabis deliveries instead of two. The commission still has to go through the formality of rewriting and approving the regulations before any modifications take effect. According to a presentation yesterday, Massachusetts is the only adult-use state to always require two employees on hand when making home cannabis deliveries. The commission originally implemented what is known as the two-agent rule for safety concerns. For several years, delivery companies have called on the commission to get rid of that rule and join other states that believe delivery is safe and effective, even with only one employee making deliveries. Cannabis companies have previously said that the two-agent rule creates unnecessary burdens, including high operational costs, which are then passed along to its customers. Ultimately, three commissioners agreed with calls for change. The 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party will be this Saturday, and thousands of people are expected to mark the historic protest. First, they can take in the reenactment at the Old Meeting House, and then it's off to the Boston Tea Party Ships and Museum. Visitors will be allowed to throw tea off a boat, They'll also see Robinson's Tea Chest, 
the only one left from the original tax protest in 1773, and visit Abigail's Tea Room, where they can taste five teas. The reenactors say they're staying as close as possible to the real story. A check of business news. Stocks are up. The Dow rose 158 points. NASDAQ up 27. S&P adding 12. Asian stocks also higher after the Dow climbed to another record on excitement that the Fed might cut interest rates several times next year. The dollar fell, the euro is down, and oil at $71 a barrel. Sports. Celtics beat the Cavaliers 116 to 107, and they will host the Magic tonight at 7.30. The Bruins are in New York against the Islanders at 7.30, and of course Patriots getting ready for Kansas City Sunday at 1 o'clock at Gillette Stadium. The National Weather Service forecast for today, partly sunny and mild highs in the mid-50s this afternoon. Cloudy tonight, low around 30. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds at a high 50. On Sunday, cloudy with a high of 52. Rain arrives Sunday night and continues through the day on Monday. Could be heavy downpours, gusty winds on Monday, but it will be mild with highs in the low 60s. The boater today waves 2 feet west wind at 15 to 20 knots and a high tide at 12.41 p.m. Sunrise at 7.05 sets at 4.12. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Friday, December 15th.